This is Richard Lloyd, and you're listening to the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. DIY and How Studios presents Real Rock with Andy King. Part of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Network of Podcasts. Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder. Music. Culture. Technology. And rock and roll. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Real Rock. I'm your host, the rock and roll reverend, Andy King, and today we're going back to school as we dissect and review the 2003 Richard Linklater film, School of Rock, starring Jack Black. As always, I will be covering various aspects of the film, so consider this your spoiler warning. You can view the film on Amazon or Vudu and come back for the discussion. Some of the questions we'll be answering today are, would you let Jack Black teach your kids? Why do kids' movies make Andy cry? And finally, we'll have a special appearance from our youngest digger ever. So pay attention back there. I'm your host, the rock and roll reverend, Andy King, and this is School of Rock. Dewey Finn would have sold his soul for rock and roll, but nobody was buying. You're an embarrassment. You're out. Maybe it's time to give up those dreams. Don't you miss rocking out? You're not a teacher, Ned. You're the cross-dressing incubus from Maggot Death. Dewey, I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a sub, and soon I'll be a certified teacher. Is this Mr. Schneebly? I'm the principal here at Horace Green Prep, and we need somebody to start immediately. Hmm, so how much are we talking here? Six fifty a week. Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Everyone, I'd like to introduce Miss Dunham's substitute. This is Mr. Schneebly. All right, look, I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. He's going to teach them a lesson. There will be no gold stars or demerits that will rock their world. It's called Rock Band. Is this a school project? It will go on your permanent record. Hello, Harvard, yo. You, what's your name? Zach. You ever play electric guitar? My dad won't let me. Zach, do not walk away from me when I'm talking to you. What makes you mad more than anything in the world? No allowance, chores, bullies. All they wanted was an education. They're gonna laugh at me. You have an incredible singing voice. People are gonna dig you, I swear. Okay. What they got Clear. was a revolution. I've just been informed that all of your children are missing. And if you want to be a teacher, Jack Black, the school of rock. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. You know, sometimes people are just born to do something. Everyone has their own natural talents and predispositions, and some people are lucky enough to harness all that into a way of finding their true north and doing exactly what they were put on this planet to do. Does anyone personify this more than Jack Black? With his frantic energy and his natural comedic timing, Black has been entertaining people since the 80s. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on Jack's history, as he deserves his own episode, but if you're not familiar with Tenacious D, then shame on you. 
Along with Kyle Gass, Tenacious D reigns supreme in mixing rock and roll and comedy in a way that is sincere to both. Writer Mike White explains. I don't, you know, I'd been living next door to Jack Black for three years, and uh, I, you know, I'd seen during that time him, you know, high fidelity, and he blew up, and he started becoming a headliner for movies, and I just thought, you know, as as funny as he's been in some of the movies he's made, I felt like that. I didn't think that there had been the perfect sort of vehicle to kind of capitalize on his brand of charm and charisma. And so, I don't know, I just kind of, the, the idea came to me. I'm not somebody who usually writes for like specific actors, but he was my friend and neighbor and all of that. So I don't know, I just, this idea came to me and I couldn't kind of shake it, so I just wrote it. White's filmography as a writer pre-School of Rock is pretty impressive. Dead Man on Campus, Chuck and Buck, they're good films. He was a writer on the show Freaks and Geeks. I love that show so much. But I think his greatest work pre-School of Rock was 2002's Good Girl starring Jennifer Aniston, which is her best performance ever. That is seriously a great film if you've never seen it. Black and White worked together on 2002's Orange County, which is not a terrible movie. I don't know. It is what it is. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, hey, cutie. What do you want? The question is, what do you want? Listen, uh, do you want me to call public safety? Do you want me to get naked and start the revolution? I'll take that as a maybe. About once a year, I make a top 50 films list. And then I check it each year just to see how my tastes have changed. It's a fun little thought exercise for nerds. Two films have made the top 50 every year since I started doing that. Slacker and Dazed and Confused. The legendary director of both of these films is Richard Linklater. Linklater loves some rock and roll, and you can really tell when watching Days the Confused. I plan on giving Days the Confused the real rock treatment, but for now I'll say he uses the soundtrack in a film as its own character, and you can tell he is one of us. With that being said, the decision for Linklater to direct this film was met with more than just a little skepticism. We didn't have uh, Richard in mind. It was uh, Scott Rudin who said, I really think you guys should should uh, consider Richard Linklater. And at first we were like, that doesn't make sense because this is like a feel-good, hit-of-the-summer type of thing. And we both thought of Richard Linklater as more of an art house type of guy. You know, you think slacker. You don't think, um, I don't know, whatever you think of when you think of big commercial comedies. Here's a script, Jack Black's attached what do you think? And I was like, you know, I'm like, eh, I don't know how to do this. It's not, I, I pass. And I get a call saying, well, Scott Rudin, the producer, isn't accepting your pass. I'm like, what does that mean? He wants to talk. And I'm like, okay. And he, he was just sure I was the right guy to pull this off. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You're not just going through the Rolodex. So it was a huge, a different thing to me to come aboard. I was a color on his palette. Someone else had cast me as the right person to 
perhaps realize this thing that he thought had potential. I was always a little frustrated with a lot of studio comedies. I just think they're, they're not working hard enough or they could be better. So I was like, okay, Big Mouth, this is your chance to actually make a studio comedy that maybe works at that level. And I said, can I bring my methodology, can I bring the way I make films to a new environment and make my film within that? And, I, and the answer was yes. With writer, director, and star on board, it was time to arrange the band. Linklater set out a nationwide casting call to find kids that could play instruments and act. So these kids are all on another level of talented. The role of guitar god Zach Mooneyham went to Joey Gatiss Jr., who had been playing since he was three years old. On keys is Mr. Cool himself Lawrence, played by prodigy Robert Sy. On drums, Freddie, a.k.a. Spazzy McGee, played by Kevin Alexander Clark. On bass is Posh Spice Katie, also known as Becca Brown. The three backup singers were played by Alicia Allen, who plays Braceface Alicia, Caitlin Hale, who plays Blondie Marta, and Mariam Hassan, who plays Tamika, who steals every scene she is in. Mr. S. Hey, Tamika, what's up? I don't want to be a roadie. What? Why not? It's an important job. All right, well, you want to be a uh, security? I want to be a singer. A singer? Okay, sing me something. Tamika, I can't let you be a singer if you can't sing. You told me to leave you alone. My papa said, come on home. My doctor said, take it easy. But your loving is much too strong. I'm welding to you. Ching, ching, ching. Oh, my goodness. Nice pipes, Tamika. Why didn't you raise your hand when I was looking for singers? You're in. Welcome aboard. Oh, okay, perfect. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Listen to the vocal solo on The Great Gig in the Sky. All right? All right. The biggest non-musical kids role went to young Miranda Cosgrove, who plays the class do-gooder Summer Hathaway. In her first major role, Cosgrove kills it. She provides a good little foil for Jack Black, and the two have a good chemistry on and off set. Jack actually had a great relationship with all the children on set. Well, Jack Black, he's the nicest guy. I mean, you know, he's, I mean, he acts like he's just, you know, 11 years old, just like me, you know. And um, we'll, like, just jam with each other and we'll Use tell jokes. And pick. he's a really cool guy yeah, just to hang around with. We think that he's kind of scared about being funny around us because... So he's been in like adult movies and he's like, he curses a little bit. We always play sticks and we always play funny, fun games that, you know, that kids play. We just play slapping games and patty cake and everything. So system number nine, sock it to me one more time. Said, Ngawa, we got the power. Said, Ngawa, we got the power. Little Sally Walker was walking down the street. She didn't know what to do, so she jumped in front of me. She said, go on, girl, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. She said, go on, girl, do your thing, do your thing. Stop! Not too shabby. As the film starts, we see Dewey Finn rocking out with his band No Vacancy. Jeez, they suck. He goes for a stage dive, and no one catches him. This is based on a real-life instance. 
Jack Black saw the band The Cult playing in L.A. when Ian Asbury jumped off stage and no one caught him. Poor Ian. We then get a glimpse of Dewey's home life, his roommate Ned, played by Mike White, and Ned's girlfriend Patty, played by Sarah Silverman. Patty is pushing Ned to kick Dewey out because he hasn't paid his rent in months. Ned is pleading with Dewey to get his stuff together so he can save his relationship. Dewey sets his sights on a local battle of the bands, but when he shows up to a no-vacancy rehearsal, he finds out he's been replaced. At home, depressed, trying to sell his SG, he picks up a call meant for Ned about the substitute teaching gig. Dewey shows up to the prep school horse green, and teaching is just not for him. Like, he doesn't care whatsoever, until he finds out that the kids are all musical prodigies. Dewey gets the idea to put the kids together and start a band. All right, okay. Lawrence, mm -hmm. give me a G note. With a fifth above it, and the, the middle one. No middle one, I changed my mind. Now go an octave below. Now give me some rhythm. And keep that same rhythm, go. Okay, Katie, remember that note I taught you the G? Play, but also keep it rocking good. Okay, give me like a, like a, Good. Okay, no, that's bad. That's like George of the Jungle. Played up here on the cymbal, but really light. Oh, that's it. Okay, keep going with that, Zach. Do you remember this thing I taught you a minute ago? Go like. Yes. Yes. Boom. All right, let's go. Stop messing around, we got a lot of work to do. Okay, people, pay attention because I do not want to have to fail you. I thought you didn't believe in grades. I mentioned the band members earlier. The other kids are given tasks to support the band. There's security, roadies, lighting, and, um, groupies? Although the groupies definition is toned down just a bit to just worship the band. With everything in place, Dewey sets out to teach the kids how to rock. He tricks them into telling them it's for a class project that will compete in the Battle of the Bands. A good band needs a good song, and Dewey tries, but, well... Well, it's just one problem there. The band is mine! How can you kick me out of what is mine? And then, shh, Hawaii Five-0, you ever see that show? Okay, well, there's a drum solo in it. They go, you're not hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. And then that's where I want the backup singers to be like, well, you're not hardcore. No, you're not hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. But the legend of the rent was way hardcore. Boom! Big old explosion. Some, like, confetti comes down. Anyway, that's all I got so far. It's a work in progress. I liked it, Mr. Schneebly. I thought it was really catchy. Thank you. The classroom scenes are without a doubt the best part of this film. Dewey tries to teach the kids how to rock. This leads to the greatest training montage of all time, set to my favorite Ramones song, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. We see Dewey teach the kids rock history with the coolest blackboard ever, and he also shows them videos of rock gods in action, and you start to see each kid feel rock and roll and really get into it.
With the kids all bitten by the rock bug, Dewey tricks the Battle of the Bands promoter by telling them that they all had a terminal disease. The promoter, played here by Frank Whaley, agrees to let the kids perform. On the way back to school, Dewey rocks out in his van to Immigrant Song. Zeppelin had been notorious about not letting their songs be used in movies, and Jack Black had to record a crowd begging Zeppelin to let them use this song. I just want you one time to repeat after me. Lords of Rock, Led Zeppelin! Grace us with your mighty love! next bit of trickery comes when Dewey has to convince the principal, played here by Joan Cusack, to let the kids on a field trip. He does this by manipulating her love of Stevie Nicks and playing Edge of Seventeen. Linklater actually wanted to use the chain instead, but Joan insisted on Edge of Seventeen. Somehow, I don't think her love of Stevie is acting. Really? Yes. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Stevie. You know, she came to town Mm -hmm. and she did a concert and she was just so wild. I know. Oh, Oh, my gosh. She put on the best show I've ever seen. And she is so much better live than she is on the album. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No comparison. Yeah. You know what? Oh man, I would love to take the kids to a concert. Concert? Yeah. There's one at the end of the month that would be perfect. The Philharmonic, they do the classics, they do Beethoven, Mozart, Enya, that kind of stuff. Huh. Oh, but you guys have a policy about field trips, huh? Would it be educational? Would it be educational? It could be very educational. Maybe we can make an exception. Yes. Sing songs, song, 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 sing it. Ooh, baby, ooh, ooh. I'm holding you to that. Make an exception on what jump when she won't. Ooh, baby, ooh, Then it all comes crashing down. Ned finds out that Dewey has been impersonating him, and Patty reports him to the police, who show up at a parent-teacher night and arrest him for fraud. The kids are not deterred, though. They had worked too hard and come too far to let a pesky little thing like identity theft get in the way. They con the bus driver into picking up Dewey and show up for the Battle of the Bands on a weekday. There's like 300 people there. Kudos to the promoter for getting that kind of a turnout on a Tuesday. The band decide to perform the song Teacher's Pet, also known as just School of Rock, which 
in the movie is written by Zach, the guitar player, and thank God, because Legend of the Rent sucked, this song was actually written by Mooney Suzuki just for the film. The kids harness everything they've learned into one badass show. Unfortunately, though, they lose to Dewey's previous band, No Vacancy. The crowd doesn't accept this and call School of Rock out for an encore. They come out and perform ACDC's Long Way to the Top as the credits roll. Do you cry at movies? I'll tear up occasionally, and I, I don't mind telling you that. I'm a passionate guy, what can I say? But the finale of this film hits me twice with tears. I have rewatched and I've pinpointed both triggers. The first is when Tamika comes to the stage to sing with Dewey. Her voice is so powerful and you know she's been going through some self-confidence, but she comes out and just owns it. But that's not what gives me the goose pimples. It's when the camera cuts to her parents. They have that excitement in their faces. And it's the pride of seeing your child doing what they love and being damn good at it. Maybe a kid's movie shouldn't make me cry. Or maybe my daddy hormones are just a little off the rails. So on Father's Day, I sat down with my own pride and joy to get a kid's perspective of the film. Hello, I'm Lucas. How old are you, Mr. Lucas? Eight. Did you like the movie? No. I loved it. Alright. What did you like most about the movie? What was your favorite part? Hmm. Let me think. My favorite part was when they got to sing another song. The rock and roll contest. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. And all the music is pretty is the best music there is. You liked all the music? Yeah. Was there a song you didn't like? Hmm. The only one was about the math. That's the only song I don't like. Cause it was too much like school. Too boring as well. Uh, I also didn't like that guy's song, the teacher. The teachers? Yeah, the teacher in the song. The one he created, the Legend of the Rent? Yeah. Was there a part of the movie you didn't like? How the kids kicked him? You didn't like the kids kicking him? Yeah. When they woke him up? All I have to say about that is it's rude. It's rude to kick people? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I think I should call the cops on those kids. Well, that movie's 15 years old. But don't ever kick your teacher, because you're too young. you got too much to live for. Yeah. And especially the p- toys and pizza. Toys and pizza. That's that's awesome. Mm. Toys, pizza, and rock and roll. Am I right? Yeah, rock and roll is the best thing you can possibly have. Wait! Everybody has rock and roll. Do they? Well, Does everybody have rock and roll? Well, inside their soul. What I mean by that is 
everybody can do, has the ability of rock and roll. Yes, everybody does have the ability to rock and roll. Some people are better at it than others. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, right? As long as you try. Yeah. It's about your feelings inside. Yeah, and that guy before it was worse than the kids. When when Dewey didn't have the kids, he wasn't very good. But then with the kids, he was good. Yeah, and this is something pretty odd. He doesn't know how to spell, even though he's an adult. But he knows how to read. So that's odd. He plays guitar. Yeah, that's the only thing I can say he's good at. You have to spell when you play guitar. Did you know that? Oh, no. Because all the chords and the notes, they'll have, they'll have letters, right? Right. So the letters make the word. Yeah, and like if you had a song that was D, A, and D, Dad. what would you call that song? Dad. You would call that song Dad. <laughs> what about D, E, A, D, E, A? A C B That what? sounds very prog rock. What's prog rock? I gotta teach you some stuff. Okay. What's your favorite rock and roll song of all time? God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to you. And play the soul of everyone. You know that one? Yeah. What about our uh, what about our dinner song? Call any vegetable. Call any vegetable. Call any vegetable. And it will respond to you. Ruta baiga, ruta baiga, ruta baiga. Well, that's at least how I remember it. You ever think about joining a rock band? Yeah, I but I also thought about being a creator for something. But maybe I could, maybe I could make my own TV studio. Yeah, like DreamWorks does has that. You want to make your own DreamWorks? No, kind of like that. Kind of like DreamWorks. Would you ever want to watch School of Rock again? Yeah. Look out, Spielberg. My boy is coming for your job. The second time the finale makes me tear up is when Dewey is finally caught by the crowd when he tries crowd surfing. See, in that moment, he is finally validated. Dewey has found his true north, what he was put on this earth to do. The idea of people doing what they are passionate for is intensely motivating. Of course, we all have things to do in our life that get in the way, but whether it's making music or writing or woodworking, whatever you're passionate about, Take time for it. Find your true north and you'd be surprised who's there to lift you up. And to me, that's the true message of School of Rock. That's the true message of rock and roll. All the rockers past that we love followed their own passion to Olympus. Through their example, we can do that with our own lives. Teach the kids in your life about the magic of rock and roll and live every day in a way that brings fulfillment on every level. Quit your day job. Focus on your craft. One time. Before it's all over, you've died, you've squandered it, you fucking robots! Now after a couple of years of you focusing earnestly on your craft, KG and I will swoop in 
We will check out your progress and we will encourage you to continue. Or we will say stop. And then seriously, you must stop. Or penalties will be created and enforced. Because listen, this is the problem. Sometimes you follow your heart. Sometimes your heart cuts a fart. That's the cosmic shame. That's the cosmic shame. And I know what you are saying now. What makes you guys so fucking good? I don't fucking know. And I don't like it. I stay up going, <laughs> why can't everybody fucking have it? Because this is the thing. Some people learn it on the streets. Some people learn it in the schools. Me and KG, who were fucking born with it, Holmes. Let's check it out. That shit came off the top of my fucking head, y'all. Oh, God. Why? 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 It's a cosmic shame. Thank you. Since its release, School of Rock has been turned into a Nickelodeon show that was god-awful. An Andrew Lloyd Webber musical that I haven't seen yet, but the soundtrack is really good. Black and Linklater worked together again on 2012's Bernie, which is a fantastic movie. I can't recommend it more. And Mike White actually wrote the Emoji movie, so he owes me some fucking money. I can't fault this movie for much because it does exactly what it's supposed to be. It's fun and it's silly, sure, but it's a great introduction to rock and roll for your kids. You can watch this on a Saturday morning over a bowl of cereal and tell them what rock means to you. For this, I grant School of Rock four and a half stars. If you like what you heard, stop on by rockandrollarchaeology.com. Check out all the archives of this show, plus all the wonderful shows on our network. Step at the merch table and get yourself a real rock shirt so people know you're cool. Tell 13 friends this week. That's it. 13 tell them check out little kids rock there's a link on our website they're truly carrying the passion of rock and roll on to the next generation links for everything in the show notes all right let me see if you can say something so i can get it on or on mic and i'm gonna i'm gonna say do you have anything you want to say to the to the people out there and you say keep up the rocking continue rocking no keep up the rocking Okay, keep up the rocking. So, Lucas, do you have anything you want to say to all those people out there? That you people definitely should know rock and roll. <laughs> say keep up the rocking. Okay, keep up the rocking as well. All right, keep up the rocking! I'm your host, the Reverend Andy King, and this has been Real Rock, School of Rock.
right the wrongs of social injustice? Oxfam America works with people in more than 90 countries to save lives, develop long-term solutions to poverty, and campaign for social change. And we do it with the help of our friends in the music world. The Beatles were Oxfam supporters back in the day. So were the Stones. And through the years, musicians and music fans have helped Oxfam push hard to work for a just world without poverty. Folks like Radiohead, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, DJ Shadow, and many, many more have encouraged their fans to join the effort. You can too. Go to OxfamAmerica.org to learn how you can help. Real Rock is written by Andy King and produced by Christian Swain. All sound design and incidental music by Jerry Danielson. All quotes performed by actors unless noted. Playlists can be found at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please purchase these great and important tracks. All songs, clips, and references can be found on our show notes. Please visit rnrap.com for more information.